I V M I V M Hello everyone this is your daily NBA podcast coming to you from Monday to Friday I'm your host Monish and as always joined by Nishant this is Triangle Offense Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Airball Diaries. I'm Munish and joining me as he does always is Nishant. I'm super excited to talk about basketball and NBA again because it's been 3 long months and I've been forcing myself to watch literally anything. Last week I watched <laughs> the Dodgers play the Giants in a boring baseball game. It was a playoff, it was a knockout. I ended up watching that game and I realized what a boring sport it was and never doing that ever again. But yeah. The season is here. The season tipped off today. Two amazing games: Brooklyn Nets taking on uh, Milwaukee Bucks and the Warriors taking on the Lakers. I'm super excited to talk about this. One because the Warriors won. Two because the Lakers lost. Three because Giannis was awesome as always, mm. and it's always fun to see uh, Nets lose. So I'm excited to talk about this game. But before we even get started, we've had a small uh, rebranding ourselves, right? Uh, most of these NBA teams have undergone a lot of changes. You saw the Lakers <laughs> have an entirely new yeah. roster. <laughs> they have like yeah. three players left on the roster. We've done a little bit of change ourselves. We are no longer the Triangle Offense. We are the Airball Diaries. Uh, you could call this a tribute to Ben Simmons, who airballed his way out of the playoffs and out of Philadelphia 76ers. Or you could call it a tribute to Yanis, who was airballing before the NBA Finals. But now, hey, he's going to be no more he did he, didn't he have a better free throw percentage than kevin durant yeah, today yeah 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 whether you're an established sports person or a budding one or simply a sports enthusiast join us tanvi and shlok we are two passionate pro badminton players talking policy mindset and everything sport so tune in to the millennial athlete every monday only on the ivm podcast network trust us it's going to be lit all right so four teams in action today four super strong teams four super popular teams let's talk about each of these uh, i'll try not to overreact based on game 1 but uh, we'll see how that goes the first game today the nets took on the bucks yanis continued from very left off in the nba finals he ended up with a stat line that's read uh, that read 32 points 14 rebounds 7 assist one steal and two blocks wow if this was like game 7 of the nba finals i would have believed it because he he didn't look like he had an off season he didn't look like he went yeah. anywhere he's just continuing the form and the bucks if you re- if you look at all the power rankings by espn and athletic and all of that the bucks are ranked either second or they rank third because the nets are first lakers are second in some of the rankings the bucks are second this is i i can't believe this because the bucks Yeah, won the title the last year. They have the best player in the league on their roster. Why are they not the highest ranked team? Are they still underrated? You you think? Because everyone wants to be friends with LeBron and Kevin Durant in the media. Nobody <laughs> dares. No, I I still can't be. Why why is this even a debate? Who's the best player in basketball right now? He's he's a two time MVP three. in the last three years, top three for for I don't know three four years in a row. He's yeah. the reigning Finals MVP. Carried a. Uh, uh, a heavy underdog to a mm-hmm. championship came from 2-0 down in the finals his only mm-hmm. weakness was free throws which he pretty much obliterated in the finals short window for observation you'll say okay uh, he started off first game of the season not nothing on the line not a high pressure game it's it's game one who cares 7 of 9 from the line yeah um 
not only did he uh, have a better free throw percentage than Kevin Durant, both the Antetokounmpo's uh, on on the court. <laughs> Thanasis was two of two. Um, yeah. So the Nets couldn't is two, catch a break two, today, could they? Yanis yeah, I mean, his two weaknesses was replaced by Thanasis. Yeah, I mean, his two weaknesses were what uh, a lack of a jump shot and mm-hmm. and free throws. Free throws, he seems to have really put mm-hmm. in the work. And and maybe he's one of those confidence-based uh, free throw shooters. And then you have, on the other hand, um, the jump shot, which at least if the preseason's anything to go by, he seems to have developed on. Uh, and we're still talking about who's the best player in basketball. It's Kevin Durant. It, it, nobody cares. Nobody cares Not what anybody. they have done. It it has to be Giannis first. And and similarly with the Bucks, it, it starts with Durant and LeBron. Nobody really is ready to put them number two or three. And so straight away, these two teams are the favorites. Uh, the Lakers, first of all, brand new roster. AD is yet to prove uh, himself to be fit consistently. Westbrook, if the if game one was anything to go by, it's not an easy integration. Maybe they'll do it, maybe they won't. But that's a lot of ifs and buts in the Lakers mm-hmm. franchise. LeBron, as fit as he looks, he's going to turn 37 in a bit. You never know uh, what injuries may strike. And then there's the Nets who with the flat earth situation and the and the the anti-vax circus how are they the favorites it it blows my mind even with yeah. Kyrie, i'd question their defense uh but but i get it with Kyrie, uh, that kind of offense you'd say okay they'll win but without Kyrie, why are we why are we so amped up about the nets i just don't get it if this nets as presently constructed run into the box in the playoffs they'll get obliterated They'll win a game or two because they have two incredible MVP caliber mm-hmm. players, but that's about it. So for me, the, right now, until proven otherwise, the Bucks start as favorites. We'll see how the other teams shape up, but it has to be uh, the Milwaukee Bucks uh, as the runaway favorites as of now. I 100% agree with this, not just because of everything that you just said, also because the, the roster is similar for Milwaukee Bucks, right? They're running it again. I mean, they lost PJ Tucker and added Grayson Allen. That's pretty yeah. much the only big change in their team because they have their core. They have Drew Holiday, Middleton and Giannis, the big three. They have Brooke Lopez who's amazing on defense. And they mm-hmm. even have David Chenzo who did not play the entire playoffs, if you remember. He's yeah. a solid guy to come yeah. into this roster. And the Bucks, I don't know why they're not the favorites. I mean, the way they played today, they didn't never look like losing because Giannis said, if I'm missing a shot, I'm going to get the rebound. I'm going to score it again. Yeah. I mean, who's there to stop me? That finals seems to have put him on a different level now. I mean, he has the confidence to Take on players, take on shots. You saw the confidence of just taking three. I know they don't go in, but yeah. he's just taking them because he can, right? And I, I, I'm surprised that the Bucks are not the top team because if I had to put yeah, the, together a power rankings, they'd be the first team. Absolutely. Let's move on to the Nets, who are who are the top team for many of these uh, hmm. media websites like ESPN and all, right? The Nets now. I mean, they're a good team. Of course, you have Kevin Durant and James Harden in your team. You will be one of the favorites, of course. Kyrie without, without without him, okay, let's keep that aside. But have they solved any of the problems from last year? Because if you remember last year, they were a horribly different. Defensively, they were a horrible team. Yeah. Have they improved anything at all? Because their center is who? Nick Claxton, who seemed to have been embarrassed by Yanis today. They have yeah. Bruce Brown. They have Blake Griffin. How are these guys going to stop the big guys like Yanis? Yeah, they can't. That's the point. If anything, if anything, they've lost some strength there because of DeAndre Jordan exiting mm-hmm. the Nets. Um, Clack, Giannis embarrassing Claxton. Okay, he's he's going to do that to most of the league. There are very mm-hmm. few people that can go head to head against Giannis. But um, there's a bunch of bigs on uh, in the East that I don't think Claxton. I don't think I forget Embiid and Giannis. I don't think Claxton can stop Capella. 
ஒரு <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and if if today was anything to go by he is not really going to be a heavy feature in their in their rotation so you're looking at essentially what's the starting lineup it's, it's james harden it's it's joe harris it's claxton uh blake griffin or or millsap i don't know depending on the game and uh, and kd right mm-hmm. what big change do you expect here maybe some games paddy mills comes in instead of joe harris some such right none of these guys can defend anything James Harden can't defend to save his life. Anthony Wiley will put in effort uh, in the playoffs, but he's not a high-skilled defender. You might get effort, yeah. but it's not really high-skilled. Blake Griffin can bump bodies a bit, but uh, not not really the same guy anymore. Durant's probably the best defender in that lineup when, when you look at it top to bottom. And uh, he he's not bad, but that's mm-hmm. not a playoff-winning makeup. So then yeah. it, it just entirely boils down to their offense, which... we've seen is not really the best strategy i'll buy it if it's three mvp caliber players with kyrie mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but otherwise i just don't see it i i simply don't see how they're the favorites um, in the east i think they're a distant second to the bucks are they better off without kyrie you think no i don't think so i, I like this i mean if they if if you yeah i mean me, if he had to play if if they didn't let him like if they, if he could play the away games and miss the home games are they better off just chopping chopping them off the roster like they did that, that uh, yes but that's not a basketball decision that's that's an org level decision that we're not going to allow crap like this you you can't mess with team chemistry uh, like this and i i fully respect that uh, sometimes it's easy to get caught up in in the moment and focus on this season and winning this season but if you are the owner of the brooklyn nets you are thinking 10 20 years you are thinking of building right. a brand and organization and and there are things much bigger than the current season Uh, wins and losses happen so i i fully respect that decision if you told me you can dump kairi and mm-hmm. get two three high caliber players where you can actually build a defense i'd say yeah sure the better than better off without kairi but their their strategy has been clear from day one is just uh load up on offensive talent and and have an offense so uh, robust and and flammable mm-hmm. that that defense doesn't matter that <clears throat> problem if kairi is not available <laughs> despite I all their weaknesses i mean yeah we both agree that milwaukee bucks are probably the stronger team but yeah. despite all their weaknesses is there any other team from the east that could beat this brooklyn nets in a seven game series like if you look at miami i mean they added lowry of course celtics are they still there hawks can they take that leap i don't think so they're still the second best team in the east and they they probably are but you know what i'd i'd give the hawks a fighting chance in a playoff series if their if their squad is fit uh that's a motivated bunch uh, trey young gets better every year he he was the bomb in the playoffs last year i i didn't think he'd make the leap i thought he's forever going to be the, one of those stat padding show voting point mm-hmm. guards gets you a bunch of points in the regular season and then just fades out 
boy did he prove me wrong he, he took over the 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 playoffs for quite some time gave milwaukee a lot of trouble too True. so i think that team uh, will take the nets all the way uh, probably even uh, an outside chance that they that they sneak through triangs getting better they they gave all of their good guys contract extensions everyone's motivated everyone's happy fuerta got a 66 yeah. million dollar for it so i like i like the makeup of that team um but but yeah probably second right now nets but not by by too much i think atlanta hawks have a fighting chance to close the gap uh mm-hmm. celtics it it's it'll be interesting to see what they can do they're still 3 years running now not close their big man gap and yeah. i it just blows my mind what that front office is doing but it's still a solid team if if everyone's fit Hello everybody, it's been another great week on the IVM Podcasting Network. On Advertising is Dead, Varun speaks to the co-founders of Deserve, Sahil Contractor and Sandeep Jaitwani about their business model, their experiences in the investment space and how the consumer's point of view on money has evolved. On The Wire Talks, Siddharth is in conversation with Srinivas Kodali, an independent researcher and civic hacker about Aadhaar. On Marathi Kirkitun, Dr. Rajiv and Manik Deshmukh pay homage to the late Ratnakar Matkari by exploring his literary journey. On GBCD, Farad and Sunitra share their favorite queer icons. And on Cyrus Says, Anjala Taneja, head of advocacy at Oxfam India, talks to Cyrus about the disparities in vaccine distribution. Do follow us on social media, we're IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And remember, if you enjoyed this show, or any of our other shows for that matter, please do tell a friend we appreciate appreciate the word of mouth and finally we'd like to thank the sponsors on our network this week cred bank of baroda quarter coin switch kuber slay coffee intel and kodak mahindra bank thank you so much for making this possible agreed um, so that was the nets and the bucks let's move to the western conference with the other two teams that were in action today the lakers took on the warriors it was always going to be an interesting game these teams have played at what three or four times over the last two weeks in preseason yeah. and all and the lakers have not won nothing they're like 0 and 7 in seven, yeah. the opening <laughs> game <laughs> and the warriors are unbeaten by the way uh, yeah. my question to you uh, let's start off with the lakers are they are they contenders this season or we just optimistic because you have lebron in the squad and then you have ad who can complement him ad how fit yeah. is he going to be you never mm. know i mean he's yeah, had yeah. one good fit season <laughs> so mm. are, are we being too optimistic on the lakers or are they contenders even uh no no i don't think we're being too optimistic uh with talent i think the mm-hmm. optimism sneaks in uh, in terms of fitness and availability that's the big question mark i think yeah if if fit that's that's a ridiculously deep lineup that will give most teams pr- perhaps even milwaukee um mm-hmm. problems uh it's a, it's a deep lineup the skills there the experience is there they've got enough rotation pieces they've got Top. god knows they've got veteran talent and leadership in the playoffs but with vogel and the defensive schemes that they run you know defensively they'll be solid which is always such a crucial makeup of any championship in team just look at the mm-hmm. bucks uh, yep. last season so i th- i think the talents there i think there are two key challenges for the lakers this season um keep anthony davis out of the hospital and how do you integrate westbrook into this lineup because he was miserable today uh, yep. bricks all over the court which is he was he was never really a good shooter so uh, now how do you if you're bringing westbrook in is he your primary ball handler or is that still lebron mm-hmm. if he is not your primary ball handler what exactly is he supposed to do because if you expect him to be a perimeter shooter that's setting up for disaster <laughs> he's uh, a 31% three shooter for us yeah, in this yeah, career exactly. right yeah, yes 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 so um then they've got more their offense around him maybe have a lot of ad and westbrook interplay i think that's a great combo mm-hmm. just waiting to explode 
and creates uh, slashing lanes, create opportunities to send Westbrook to the rim. That's that's how you use him. So there's some figuring out to do. I think the Westbrook piece is still easier, uh, given his experience and and uh, years in the league, and 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 he is a team player. I don't think you can you can question that. Um, a lot of the stat padding happened on really junk teams where who the hell is he going to pass to? So I think I think he'll integrate just as well as Harden can in terms of that team player mindset. It's more of um, can the offense integrate Westbrook organically without losing its sheen? Because for two years now, they've been a top-heavy offense. You need points, you just go to LeBron or AD. Now you've got a third piece. How do you bring him in? How do you bring in uh, Melo into the rotation and, and use him for points on the bench? I thought they did a decent job today. Um, Dwight Howard for rim protection. They've still got Dave Bradley. They've got Malik Monk for, for defense. So a lot of pieces there. Bazemore's shooting is yet to be explored. They gave him a bunch of shots, which is a good sign. He, he shot off eight threes. Didn't make yeah. a lot of them, but but that'll get better. But the two key pieces, again, it, it just all boils down to first, can Anthony Davis stay fit? Because if that's a yes, with or without Westbrook, I'd, I'd uh, put them very yeah. high up in the West. True. I agree. And then with Westbrook, you know, it kind of helps them get over the uh, the hump in the West, so to speak. So those those are the only two things I'm worried about. I think that defense will come together pretty pretty soon. Uh, Vogel's proven himself time and time again in multiple franchises now that that he's a defensive uh, great. Um, so can Westbrook fit in? Can AD stay healthy? And that's it. For, for then, if if the if those two are a yes. Uh, they're the prohibitive favorites in the West, at the very least, if not overall. I'd still put Milwaukee uh, a touch above these uh, these Lakers right now. Okay. I, I agree with everything that you said. I think the Anthony Davis piece is more crucial than the Westbrook piece, yeah. and you said that as well. Uh, because he was amazing today. He was unstoppable, literally. He was getting three-pointers. He was getting under the rim. He was doing everything possible. He and LeBron combined for 67 points and 22 rebounds. But none of the other players got into double figures. Even. Double digits, Is that yeah, a bit yeah. of a concern? I mean, despite all their depth and everything, nobody supporting this top two? Uh, for now, yes. Uh, but like I said, if they can integrate Westbrook, that's double digits easy. Game after game, he's, he's good for at least those many. There's also the question of, one of it was a bad night for Bazemore, but he would have easily gone into double digits. Otherwise, any one, one of those extra shots going in, um, I think they've they've got to figure out between Kamala Anthony and Bazemore how to rotate that wing uh, three and D threat sort of. Mm-hmm. How do you mm-hmm. how do you manage those rotations between the two of them? If they can eke out twenty points per game, I, I think that will put them in spectacularly good shape. Uh, the Lakers they got close today those two by the way. Uh, twenty points between the two of them. Westbrook integrated into the offense. Uh, that's mm-hmm. another 15-20 points. Uh, they're good because then you know the big two will fire another 50-60 per game and uh, and that kind of holds them in good stead. Overreaction uh, from game one would be to to say, you know, can anyone else pick up the mantle on scoring? <laughs> I think they've got enough pieces. The question is, what schemes do you run and whom do you prioritize in each game? That's something they'll have to figure out. Mm-hmm. My worry with Lakers is uh, being optimistic on Bazemore. I watched like 70 Warriors games last season hmm. and Bazemore was pathetic. I mean, you're optimistic yeah. every time he's playing because he's he's a hustle kind of player. Is He's a player you would love to have on your roster. Hmm. But is hmm. he actually good? Will he actually give you the points? And not on many nights. Yeah, he's so, like Oubre Jr. A lot of effort. Yeah, yeah exactly. Similar, this, yeah. similar game style, everything. Yeah. I'm not too... I like Malik Monk better. I know he didn't score anything today, but yeah. I think I like him better. I, I watched a few Charlotte Hornets games last season as well. And he was on fire. When he gets going, he gets going. 
yeah. So, yeah. I, so I'm a defensive piece too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I like uh, Malik Monk better. Coming to the other team here, Warriors. The same question again. Are they really contenders? Are we being too optimistic because of the presence of Steph Curry? You never know what kind of Clay Thompson you're going to get back. Jordan right. Poole, are we overreacting on his preseason success? Draymond Green, is he still good? Iguodala has added back to this team. Belisa was added back, added to this team. They look yeah. pretty deep. They look pretty nice. I mean, it's a nice bunch of additions they have. But are they contenders? Are they pretenders? Where would you rate this team? It's tough in the West. In the East, I'd still put them somewhere in the top five, maybe top four if you stretch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the West, it's tough. It's it's really tough because the Nuggets are going to come back with their MVP uh, mm-hmm. and with Aaron Gordon. Remember, that was a out of nowhere, somewhere yeah. in the middle of no man's land addition, Gordon. They haven't mm-hmm. really had a full season with him. He's going to come back. Jokic is there. Jamal Murray at some point is going to be available. Maybe this year, maybe late towards the end of the year. Jan, mm-hmm. December. Uh, that's a formidable team. MPJ with a max contract. Look out. So, so Nuggets are right up there. Dallas Mavericks, like, who the hell knows? I think it, it's, a, it's a TBD situation again with the Mavs. Yeah. But I'm, the Nuggets I'm are up there. The Mavs, but we'll talk about them. <laughs> Yeah, the, so the Nuggets are up there, the Lakers are up there in the West. Uh, Phoenix will come back strong, you've got to believe. Although the Aiton situation is something to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of this team, rest of the team, it's an open playing field right now for me. I know exactly, there are a bunch right? of, I mean, given yeah. the uncertainties in every other team, Correct. Uh, I think the Warriors really run a good chance because they look like a good, well-rounded team. I mean, there are three shooters. What was the problem with them last year? It was just Curry and nobody else on shooting, right? This year, you loaded with a bunch of decent shooters around him. I mean, Belitsa is awesome from beyond yeah. the arc. Jordan Poole is proving to be awesome from beyond the arc and wherever he plays. Uh, Damien Lee, uh, okay, we've seen him a few years. Not, uh, nothing to be too excited about. Yeah, Wiggins, yeah. okay, he'll give you the odd 15-20 points when needed. But yeah. Iguodala was a good addition as well. So, I think the support that he has now will make him an even better player. And Raymond is always there. And if, even the presence of Clay Thompson on the court, I think that will kind of attract a couple of defenders away from him, uh, from Curry, oh, that is. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, given all the uncertainties I... everywhere, right? I mean, Portland yeah. is an uncertain team right now with the Lillard situation. Oh. Clippers have no Kawhi Leonard, so they're not contenders anymore. Yeah. Given all the uncertainties around, I think the Warriors really have a chance to really sneak up the table there. Yeah, Timberwolves' first 10 games of the season uh, before Cat gets injured again uh, <laughs> would be an interesting team to watch, just just because of the makeup of the squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I uh, I love Bielitsa's addition. He gave them what uh, fifteen and 11, 15 right? eleven, tw- yeah, twenty five exactly. minutes ish. Uh, outstanding, and he closed for, out for the game, game as well. Yeah, so for game one that was outstanding. Iguodala, great addition, but that's that's really a postseason move for me. Iguodala mm-hmm. at this stage is a bit like Rondo. Like regular season doesn't really matter. He'll give you a few points, whatever. But yeah. but you, he really kicks in in the postseason. I like their makeup. I like I like Toscano Anderson. Few minutes here and there, pretty good. Uh, Damon Lee, blah, blah, blah. All right. Otto Porter Jr. is a good uh, good little piece to have. But Jordan yeah. Poole, definite overreaction. I think uh, these pre... I mean, if pre-seasons are anything to go by, uh, TST should be like a Hall of Famer by now. It doesn't... <laughs> like, Coos should be getting a max contract. And and Jordan Poole, it doesn't matter though. Like, is it over? Is it an overreaction? Is it not? He is he's of academic interest only because once Clay Thompson comes back, he's not going to start. So it's, yeah, he'll be right. in the second unit. He'll be playing more, more minutes. Yeah, and there unit. he's good. So, the, uh, you know, there it's not an overreaction at all for a second unit guy to play like this and expect that it'll continue. No problem. Um, but 
with clayback i'm just looking at just the lineup top top to bottom with clayback I think at some point they'll have an important, uh, interesting decision to make. So they've got Stefan Clay in the backcourt, which is mm-hmm. probably the best backcourt the league has seen in the last decade or so. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Draymond mm-hmm. somewhere up there. He's not exactly a five anymore. Let's say he's a four. He'll do the job uh, on defense. Yeah, he's four yeah, and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Kevon Loon, <laughs> he's four and a half plus one because he plays the point guard. Is he five and a half? Is that a thing? They've got uh, Kevin Looney is all right. I think he's okay. I'd I'd honestly I'd much rather see James Wiseman come back and just dumped into that team because he's also an offensive threat. Something that Looney is absolutely yeah. But you not. lose out on defense if you play Wiseman on the roster. We saw that last season, right? Yeah, they don't really defend other than Draymond anyway. Nobody on that team. <laughs> Clay also. I'm so sorry. Clay Thompson. My bad. I forgot he existed. He's a good defender. But I think the interesting choice though. Um, forget the playoffs. I'm talking regular season only right now. Mm-hmm. Is at some point would they be tempted to dump Wiggins for Bielitsa because Bielitsa gives no. them more size? I think Wiggins is one of those underrated guys. Like if you watch the Warriors, you'll see the he's a he's number like one overall draft pick. What? Yeah, he's not a number one overall draft pick. Would you be talking about him like this if he were if he went like twelfth in the draft? No, no, right? I know, I mean, but I'm saying he went number one. So if anything, he's grossly overrated for his. Uh, for yeah, his yeah, talent. but he he does enough to remain on this roster. Is uh, what I think. I mean, even today you noticed he was. Great no, to close the starting five. He he yeah. plays the starting five. He plays he plays he played almost every game last season. So I think he does a decent enough job. Uh, stop treating him like a number one draft pick and think of him like a number twelve <laughs> draft pick. I think he's good enough. I don't know. And with the size that they've got in the West, with with all of these teams, um, I I think it will be tempting to to bring in Bailey's uh, uh from. I'm not saying he's a regular starter and a. Uh, uh, for one conclusion replacement for Wiggins, but I think it, yeah. let's just say it's a good option to have. It's it's a nice little uh, a dilemma to have uh, for yeah. each game um, yeah. for them. It didn't lead. I think Bailey the led the game in plus minus. I'm just looking at the yeah yeah he was plus seventeen or something with two minutes yeah. to go. <laughs> yeah, no thanks to Russ Russ who was minus twenty three. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Uh, I think they'll yeah, continue doing this what they did today. Like Bailey will close out the hmm. game at at the four and Draymond will play at the five. Uh, yeah. Just to close out the game, but I don't think he'll be a starter. But it's a good addition to have. I really loved this addition. I thought he brought in great value today, and remains to be seen what he does throughout the season. There's one thing though, uh, a key takeaway from this. It's one game. What do you what do you really take away from from any of this? Other than uh, it's sort of a reinforcement of something that we probably already know well, which is established squads where most key pieces have. Um, had some experience playing together, a few years of steady culture mm-hmm. and a steady coach where just, just the whole ecosystem works. Mm-hmm. Um, you've seen it in Boston to a large extent where the uh, the, the sum of the parts is is usually greater than the instit- uh, you know, the constituents. And, and then you see it with the Warriors with with AD and LeBron playing like that and a decent ish defense at least for three quarters mm-hmm. from from the from the Lakers how do they end up losing by seven because they're up against a team where they're in rhythm they've been playing together for a while now most of these pieces have uh, at least the the first three names on the sheet Steph Raymond and and Wiggins they've had more than a full season under their belt together yeah. uh, that shows that shows and once Clay comes in you'll essentially have a Stephen Clay backcourt with Raymond somewhere at the four or the five. Uh, that with Steve Kerr is an offense that is ridiculously tough to contend 
because Steph's going to run all over the the perimeter. He'll cut into the basket, cut back outside. Draymond knows exactly where he's going to go. He'll set screens at the right time. So you've got this guy bobbing all over the place. You have to commit that double team if he's any anywhere close to getting the ball. Then you have Clay Thompson, who's by far and away the greatest catch and shoot shooter in the history of basketball, with a ridiculously quick release time. Hardly any backlift. It's just pop. The ball just goes and and usually goes in most of the time. That offense is scary. That offense is scary. They're going to the playoffs. The only question is in the playoffs, can they can they also back it up with defense? That's that's where it mm-hmm. it, it gets tough. Like a, it's it's all about matchups. Once you get to the playoffs, who's stopping Jokic if they if they play the Nuggets? I don't think they have any answer to to Jokic. I don't think they have any answer to um to Luca even. Um, in the mm-hmm. playoffs. So I think it, it starts coming down to playoff defense. Are they up for it? Their offense is absolutely up for it. Okay. Uh, quick stat here. Warriors had the fifth best defense last season. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think Lakers were number one and Warriors were number five. I mean, that's still amazing for this team. And that's There's just no Draymond. Yeah, that's, that's just Draymond. Draymond. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And you, you you talked about how AD was awesome today and LeBron was awesome. And Lakers hmm. pretty much played decent basketball. Steph had an off night. He just scored 21, 5 of 21 from shooting. And the Warriors still won comfortably. Steph ended up with a triple-double. That's a different matter. And he himself said that he played trash. So, with a team that can win like this, even without uh, Steph having his great nights, I think that's a case for optimism for this Warriors team. But like I said, day one of the season, I'm overreacting, of course. Uh, we'll keep overreacting throughout the course of the season and you'll see my picks change as soon as we see the rest of the teams play. But uh, like I said, super excited to be back. Uh, looking forward to lots of basketball, lots of action tomorrow. A uh, ton of teams play. I have no idea about who's playing who, but we'll find out that tomorrow. Oh, way too many matches to track. Just sit back yeah. and watch. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that I spent six hours today watching basketball, so I'm <laughs> sure I'm going to have another repeat tomorrow as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, great catching up with you and I'll see you tomorrow. All right, man. Just- Hi. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to check out our other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app, ivmpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on our social media. We're at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to us, and you know you do, you know you want to reach out to us and tell us that our opinions on your favorite players are trash. You want to tell us Magic Johnson is still better than Steph Curry and you don't think Steph Curry has changed the game. For all that and more, reach out to us on both Instagram and Twitter. If you love cricket, listen up. The Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast is here for you. Hosted by DJ, Varun, and me, Ashwin, we bring a fun, fresh fan's point of view to talking all things cricket. Sometimes it's just the three of us, sometimes we have guests, including current and former international cricketers. For new episodes every week, check out the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast on the IVM app, website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Working Monday to Friday glued to your chair making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your five-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday as I explore the strange, obscure, and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app, website, or wherever you get your podcast from.